Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1233 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer out of the home office, the city's south side. Brennan Escott's at the 630 Chet Studio. Coming up at 105 today for Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. And at 135, another regular Thursday contributor to the show, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock. But without further ado, I'm pleased to be joined on the line right now by the newest uh, coaching member in the Vegas Golden Knights organization, but a guy who had a uh, unique journey. Uh to have a lengthy NHL career, we welcome to the show Joel Ward. Joel, how you doing? Hey, Bob, how you doing? Thanks Good. for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We used to when you were in the West. We used to, you know, when when I was on the road yeah. with the Oilers, we used to uh, just just because you had such a unique path to the NHL. Uh, we used to yeah. hook up and have conversations, and uh, and and so yeah. the first we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to ask you first of all about uh, the decision to to move into coaching full time and uh, joining Manny uh, Viveros's staff. Yeah, you know, I, I've. I've kind of seen myself going down this way uh, for a long time. You know, I think after I was finishing playing Don, I did a little bit of work uh, with the Ryerson Rams, uh, you know, university squad back home with the men's hockey team. And, you know, that kind of got a little itch. Um, of course, watching the uh, the bubble here in the playoffs down the stretch, you know, I knew I, my passion is always for the game was very strong. I love the game very much. And I knew, you know, for all the coaches and, and the players and everything that I've been taught over the years, it would be a shame if I kept that info. So I would love to, to pass on that info and help some other guys get up to the next next level. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to work with Manny and, and Jamie Heward and uh, just excited to get back into the game. Well, I think Vegas is a pretty sharp organization with Kelly McCray. They do, you know, they're, 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 they clearly know what they do and they're doing. I mean, they've yeah. got a ter- terrific club already. Uh, did you know Manny before? Like, how did you get in contact? How did this all sort of come to fruition? Um, no, I, I didn't know Manny at all. He reached out a while back. Um, I had a relationship a little bit with George McPhee. Um, just when I was kind of finishing up playing, I just kind of, hey, George, 
I uh, just kind of wanted to let him know I wanted to kind of get back into the game at some point and you know if things kind of if anything came about please let me know um, I'm not too sure but then Manny gave me a call uh, when he was hired and just kind of said he, he's kind of doing a little bit of his homework and just said uh, I was wondering if I was interested in maybe in the position and we kind of just chatted and they kind of kept snowballing from there and you know uh, he offered me a position in the squad and um, things seem to work out from there. So I was, I'm, I'm so excited, so excited and thankful for obviously for the Vegas organization and Henderson as well to be uh, joining this this group of family and uh, looking forward to get going. And uh, once hockey gets the green light. Well, it's an interesting circle of life because uh, Manny and Rob Dom worked together with Austria in the 2014 Olympics. Rob met, oh, okay. uh, Rob, Rob met uh, Manny there when Rob was coaching in Linz and Maggie was in, or uh, Manny was in uh, Klagenfurt. And I just, okay. you know, Rob was your first pro coach, uh, and you both yeah. sort of, you both sort of came to uh, <clears throat> pro hockey after uh, after working, uh, you know, playing in your case being uh, the best player in the country in CIS, and Rob coaching the best. Uh, the best team so some of yeah. Manny's philosophical approaches to the game I think are kind of similar to Rob's but uh I mentioned CIS and Derek Ryan's in the yep. NHL out of uh out of the U of A uh it's yep. rare that we see players get that opportunity is it it is and I don't know why um it's a great league and I you know I got a chance to to uh skate I said with the Ryerson guys back in Toronto and uh, there's a lot of great hockey players. I mean, they're a lot better uh, when I was at that level at that at that time. So I'm curious to see why guys can't make that next step. So, you know, I think it's just a lot of times they're overlooked, of course. And, and for those guys, they just got to keep working. Uh, you know, there's a few guys that are coming up the ranks, but there, there's no reason why there shouldn't be, you know, a, a couple of guys uh, uh, being, you know, solid AHL players and pushing to the National Hockey League level um, ever since I kind of came out of it. So, um, you know, I'm going to obviously try to encourage those guys to, uh, you know, a lot of this is a lot of detailed stuff and being a pro and, and learning and, and understanding and stuff that I've kind of learned over the years of what it takes. And it's a lot of work. And if you want to, you know, if you've got that dream and, and you got that work ethic and that mindset, then you definitely can achieve. And, you know, for me, as student athletes, one of the toughest things. I, if you can accomplish that, I feel like you can accomplish anything. Um, so, and then that was after, you know, after I finished graduating, um, playing pro hockey was kind of the, the the easy part, to be honest with you. It was just a matter of just honing my skills and um, getting better on a day-to-day. We're joined right now by Joel Ward, who's joined uh, the Vegas Farm Team's coaching staff. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Joel played four years at University of Prince Edward Island and then went on to play 726 games in the NHL. Jo- uh, Joel, I'd be remiss, with, and, I, and I know I've had, you know, uh, George LaRock is on our show every week. Uh, we have Kevin Weeks on a fair amount. I'd be remiss without mentioning you are part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. It has been yep. a, uh, I think, a significant. You know, there's been some movement and growth. I'm sure you guys would like to see uh, yeah. more, but it's a very important message, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, I, I think one thing with our group is, uh, as, a, as a whole, we've all experienced racism in the game of hockey at some level. Um, you know, I've experienced it uh, from minor hockey to the pro runs, right, to the NHL on some aspects. So uh, we're just here to, to obviously try to make it a safe place for, for our kids and to hold people accountable. Um, you know, I think just trying to implement some policies and just to making sure that, you know, these big institutions are, are as I said, holding uh, people accountable. 
and different individuals, and, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I don't want, I got two kids now, two boys, and, you know, if they decided to play hockey, uh, minor hockey, you know, I don't want them to go through what I had to go through. So it's just about making the rinks a safe place and, and uh, you know, for everyone to enjoy the game. Hockey is, as, as, as the NHL slogan is, hockey is for everybody, and, you know, we just wanted to, uh, to make sure people are, are aware of that. I know you had to deal with that BS uh, when you scored the overtime winner in the playoffs uh, when you're against Boston. Yeah. The question I have for you is, uh, and I know there's a lot more work that needs to be done. Do you think it's better today than it was five or six years ago in that regard, or do you, do you think? I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 a tough question to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of incidents I see. I, I you know, um, I knew when I happened to me in 2012. I mean, and look what's happening on today's day and age, right? There's still lots going on. So I know racism will always exist. Um, you know, as I said, as our group, we're just trying to do our part to, to eradicate that in hockey and, and society. So, you know, I, you know I, I think people are moving forward. Obviously, it's been a lot going on lately, um, especially here in the U.S. side of things as well. And, um, but at the same time, I do think that we got a lot more work to do, I think, from – from all levels, uh, from the grassroots programs all the way up to, to the top, to the NHL and, um, you know, Hockey Canada, Hockey USA. Is everybody's got to be a, a part of this. And, um, you know, I just say the kids want to play the game, you know, and, and I've got a lot, of, a lot of horror stories from minor hockey parents that are calling me about some of the tragedy that their kids got to go through. And to be honest, frankly, it's disgusting. So it's unfortunate that kids, you know, don't want to play the game because uh, they're afraid to um, for all the name calling. It's all because of the color of their skin. So that's just unfortunate. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, with myself uh, getting in this position to encourage more kids and, and be more role models and, and looking up to the current players that are, are playing now and do a little bit of history, uh, we'll encourage the kids to pick up the hockey stick and, and fall in love with it as much as I did as a kid. We're joined by Joel Ward. He played 726 games in the NHL. He's now coaching with uh, Henderson in the American Hockey League. Joel, uh, you, you played with Washington with some terrific players. You also played against the Oilers in the 16-17, the opening round of the playoffs. You saw a fair yeah. amount of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl over the course of the yeah. last. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, uh, as yeah. a guy, now that you, you're retired, can you can you sit back and 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 you know, first of all, have you ever have you ever played against a guy that could skate like McDavid before? Uh, no, to answer that last part, no, absolutely not. You know, I just I would love I would love that skating just for like two weeks. That would have been nice, like just to have. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to uh, to to move like that. But uh, you know, looking back, I I, I definitely want to say you know thank you to Rob Dom. Um, I don't know if I've ever given him much uh, credit to for the just giving me the opportunity to uh, where nobody really believed in me and uh, so I, I definitely wanted to start off to say thank you Rob uh, yeah. because that was to me was I mean nobody gave me a shot nobody gave me a shot to play so um, looking back on my career it's like I've had so many moments and I make you know what and just recently removed from university. I got a chance to play my first National Hockey League at Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah. I got a chance to uh, visit uh, the Play to Oil in many games and to be p- playing a lot of great buildings and history. And I mean, who am I kidding, right? I, I just was a kid that I was playing university hockey. All of a sudden, I'm on the same ice with all these guys. And, you know, and to see today's uh, superheroes and the McDavid's and, and McKinnon's and those guys, I got a chance to experience. So, you know, I was fortunate to be 
part of the uh, old crew uh, and, and be on the ice with like a Matt Sundin or a guy I was a Leafs fan as a kid growing up and to, to be on the ice there and uh, to see all things evolved and into today's games and the Crosby's, as I said, and McKinnon's and McDavid's and those guys. So, you know, my, I was blessed to play. I just wanted to play one game and you know, I, I got a chance to do that and play many more. And I was just living a dream. I was a kid that was just excited to be at the rink every day. You know, I was playing hockey for a living. Are you kidding me? Like, right. It was the greatest thing for me. And, um, you know, and, and I got a great support. You know, I had a bunch of friends, guys I went to school with at UPI, and they supported me throughout my journey and what I wanted to do. And, um, man, I, 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 there's so many people I got to thank for my journey, but overwhelmed, but just excited that I had the opportunity to do that. I wish other kids could live the same dream that I did because it, it was an unbelievable ride. So Rob helped you out in the first couple of years in Houston when you were in the minors, and then you, know, you got yep. the opportunity late, uh, you know, since time with Minnesota. But you kind of established yourself with that. And when I mean established yourself, you put up some some really good numbers during the course of your <laughs> career. You know, you had a couple 20-goal seasons. Yeah. Give me a thought yeah. on who was that. When you, when you first became a full-time NHL player in Nashville, who were the guys yeah. that were your, your support network with that group, with that team at that time? Um. I, I, another guy that I have to thank is uh, Kevin Constantine. Prior to I got to Nashville, it was my last year in Houston. Uh, I was kind of I had a couple games up in Minnesota prior. Um, I, I was one of the first cuts back to Houston my last year in the minors, and I remember him just kind of pulling me aside to, "Hey, I'll, we'll get you back up there. We just got to work on a few things." And the time he spent with me was was so valuable. Uh, you know, you kind of think as a pro, you're going through, you're going to training camps, you think you know it all, you think you understand, but, you know, there was so much to the game I, I didn't really tap into where he, he opened my eyes, and that helped me blossom into a better player and more confidence. And, you know, when I got to Nashville, uh, Uncle Barry, I'd say Uncle Barry Trotz, um, just taught me so much even more, and I just kept learning and learning and learning and uh, and. You know, I was just taking in so much information and stuff that I just had no clue. And just the things that he taught me as a player and board work and wall work and, you know, I got to make plays and getting pucks out of my zone and being responsible defensively. And and uh, those things helped me out. I, I knew what my strengths were as a player and just try to be a good two-way forward and chip in whatever I could and, and try to make plays for my line mates. But, you know, I always, I always took pride to try to be a good teammate and, and earn the respect of my teammates. Um, and that's what kind of helped me carry me through. So, uh, you know, I owe a lot to those guys. Joel Ward joining us. Joel, I gotta, I gotta ask you about a guy. There was a player when this guy was growing up in Alberta. He was in Calgary. You played with him in Houston in 0708. He was a first round draft choice by New mm-hmm. Jersey. And in the draft year that he went, everybody was like, Oh, David Connie's stolen another player. That's Adrian Foster. Mm-hmm. He was a skilled yeah. guy, but he, if, if I recall correctly, he had core issues. Like, I don't know if he had, yeah, uh, and, and it and it just shows you how fickle it is because he had the physical tools to have played in the NHL. He was yeah exactly. He was another guy came in. Uh, he got off to a great uh, a great start with us. I remember we got him. I thought and I we were close too off the ice. We hung out. Um, we used to hang out uh, after games, grab meals and all that good stuff. But uh, another guy that he could skate, man, he could skate. And yeah, he had core issues. He did. He did. I remember that it was groin or core issues. I remember he had a. Yeah kind of a taxing issue with that and, and and the game is it's just it's and that's what happened like when i had my chance in nashville um radulov didn't have a contract so i think he was still in russia and jet ortmeyer was another guy that played great wing where 
he had an illness I can't remember, but uh, unfortunately he didn't come back. It was sad to see. And I think it, I don't know it might have been career ending or close to I think at that time, but it kind of opened up a spot for me at the time in Nashville, and there was a pretty limited on the right wingers, and that's how I kind of slowly broke through. So, you know, those injuries are, are are definitely part of it, and you know when you get that opportunity, you got to make the most of it, man. And and, and my. Uh, I was excited when I was uh, in the mix of things and it just kind of opened up my eyes and ears a little bit more. And, you know, I just tried to hammer out those details the best I could. Uh, can you express to our listeners what it was like to play with Alexander Ovechkin on the same team? <laughs> uh, that might take a day and a half to explain that one. Uh, you know, I think Ovi was unbelievable, I think, to, to see a guy. And, like, that's another thing. Like, I got a chance to see, like, some of the greats, you know. Like, Ovi could be... You know, your guy's chasing Gretzky's record, you know, and I got a chance to be uh, in the same locker room with him for, for a couple of years. And But anyhow, I, you know, for a guy like that to see on a day-to-day is unbelievable. I think one of the things I took from Ovi was the way he carried for his tool, uh, his twig. He spent time with it, the taping. And it's not just going through the motions of it. You know, you could tell he respected the uh, he respected the game, and obviously it gave him back a lot of love, but I was really his approach to games was was pretty impressive, um, and understood why he took it to the next level. Um, and you know, for me to see a guy that you know we could be down to, for him just to go out there, you know, crack two off a power play or what have you, five on five, and we're back in it. And it's like I've never seen anything like that up close and per- for me personally. So you know, to get a chance to see him, I think watching him in practices, um, just making plays and. Um, he's an underrated passer. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but he can pass. And I think that's kind of a sneaky little uh, weapon that he has. But, you know, and just being a good guy off the ice, you know, and uh, treating me really respectful. We got along really well and hung out. And um, just an overall good guy, man, just wanted to win. And I was really happy that he got that chance because I know uh, a lot of the media was was barking at him uh, over his uh, legacy, I guess you can say, because if he didn't win. So I was happy for him and the rest of the staff, those guys there. But uh, unbelievable guy and, you know, good guy, a fun guy to watch, obviously. Joel, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I am not a believer in breaking people down and building them up, and I, I, I think we've moved away from those sort of coaches. I think today's coach uh, empowers players, the good ones at least do. They empower yeah. players. They, 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 they put – you know, so much trust between the player and the coach. The player is going to work, you know what, off to ensure that the yeah. you know he's rewarded. And so, I'll just you mentioned Rob, and and that was kind of you to do. Were there some other coaching influences along the way that maybe you're going to take, you know, some of uh, those lessons and apply it to your own coaching career? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I started off with Jacques Lemaire, um, and I'm not going to lie. When I was in Minnesota there, and I got a couple of games, I questioned to see if I could even do this. This was so hard. Uh, practices were tough. It was my first taste of like, wow, this is this is real. Um, and there's a lot of times I remember going back to my hotel room, like, man, I don't know if I'm, ta- I'm from cut out for this, but I stuck with it. I, I loved the game. Uh, you know, I had uh, obviously Barry yelled at me quite a few days <laughs> that I can remember, but uh, I enjoyed the learning part of it for me. Um, so I absorbed as much information. Adam Oates was another coach that I had uh, taught me a lot of the offensive side that. Again, you know, gave me the opportunity to play some power play on a consistent level there in Washington and uh, showed me just some neat stuff that I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, and, um, you know, I was a student of the game. And, um, you know, obviously after OT there, I had Pete DeBoer here in San Jose. Uh, we went to the cup finals and just 
learning the details on video and coaching and and all that aspect we were dialed in every game i mean we had some great teams there I actually i'm still pretty sour that we didn't win that year in, uh in 16 but uh you know i thought our just the way that he approached it and the way that he laid out all the formulas all we had to do as players go out there and execute and um so it was for that aspect to see the coaching details of that and uh, you know, a little bit of the offensive side I learned from OT, and if I can kind of just put my own little, uh, own little spin on things, I hopefully that'll work out. But for me, it's just basically sharing my experience with these guys and let them know and what it takes, and understanding that you know there's there's a, a certain ethic to kind of go through the process, and, and you got to be devoted, and yeah, you got to respect the game, and that's that's hopefully I get a chance to share with these guys. I'll leave you with this, Joe. Last night, I, I went to an establishment, bumped in a couple buddies. Uh, one of them coached against you in that 2016-17 uh, series. He, uh, we all grew okay. up. Play, we all grew up playing against Manny Viveros. The guy had yeah. three three hundred points in his final three years in junior as a defenseman. Of the I, and I'm not BSing you here. Of the 66 born guys in Alberta. And I know Brian Benning went on to play 600 games, but growing up, Manny yep. was by far the best player. It wasn't even close. So he's always had wow. a flair, flair for the offensive, and uh, <clears throat> you, you'll get out the ice with him one time. Ask him to do a pivot when he's skating backwards. It's unbelievable to this day. I mean, okay. Well, he, he he was selling himself short with me. He didn't really sell himself too big. So I'm gonna dig my dig my uh, do a little homework and dig up on that because. He he played it pretty nonchalant that he was just this average guy, but uh, it's good to hear that though. I'm I'm excited. You know what? He's been so great to me off the start here and just communicating and, and keeping me up to date on things. And um, I really appreciated that. And it just seems like a real genuinely great guy. Uh, I look forward to to uh, officially get a chance to meet him face to face here soon down the road. But um, just kind of picking his brain. He's had a lot of success as a coach, so you know I'm excited to to start off and, and being under uh, a guy like Manny. Joel, thank you for uh, telling us a bit about your journey. Best of luck. Thanks, guys. All right, right on. You bet. That is uh, Joel Ward, who is uh, joining the Vegas Golden Knights organization. He's an assistant coach, along with Jamie Hewitt, uh, who uh, has been in the Western League for years, spent time in Regina and in Swift Current as a coach, and, and I think in Vancouver. He could, Jamie Hewitt, when he was in junior, could absolutely shoot the pill. He had one of the heaviest shots. If I'm not mistaken, he blew one past Cam Ward, or Cam Ward, Cam Moon, from about 90 feet away, and that was Cam's welcoming to the WHL. So they've got a pretty good staff. I mean, you take a look. It's important to have good staffs, and take a look at some of the progression and growth that we've seen in Edmonton over the last two years with some of their prospects, and Jay Woodcroft coaching down there, a guy that's got some experience as an NHL assistant, uh, Dave Manson working with the defense. So we wish Joel Ward the best of luck and uh, Manny as well uh, with uh, Henderson uh, in the American Hockey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to take a one-minute timeout and come back and give you a bit of a prospect update for our friends at James H. Brown. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back. 
everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now. Just had Joel Ward on the show. He was our Oilers now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training. They're taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. We will remind you that Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. They are open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. You can head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan Maggie Taylor and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. As we take a dip into the Oilers Now Prospect Report. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here is Brendan Escott. Tyler Benson had two assists in his team's loss in the second Swiss League on Monday night, playing over just uh, 20 minutes of ice time. Uh, that gives him four points, or rather points in four straight, and brings him to nine in eight games total. Uh, Ryan McLeod has not seen game action with his team in the top Swiss League since the 14th of this month when he scored a goal in a 4-3 win. Uh, Gaetan Haas has popped off for a goal and two assists, and that was last Tuesday in uh, Zug's last contest. 2019 14 14th rounder, uh, Matei Blumel, quietly having a nice season in his home Czech Republic. He's already eclipsed last year's points total with uh, six, six points in 12 games for him. All right. Uh, we have Brian Burke coming up for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Brian Burke at 105 after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.